Yo, today's QOD is, if you jump, it's going to feel a lot better. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quarter of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Gary Vaynerchuk on the show today. And a quick warning. Lots of language in this one. Lots. Like F-bomb probably a dozen times. So if you got the kids around you or you don't want to hear the F-bomb a dozen times, you might want to skip this one. Okay? So you have been warned. Now, this particular clip, you kind of got to like... Bear with it for about five minutes, but the five minutes is necessary. But the second half of the clip is hugely important for two reasons. Number one, self-esteem. Number two is regret. So, you know, yesterday we talked about internet marketing a little bit. If you are looking to build an internet business, an internet following, if you're looking to put yourself out there and you're not This is huge because to put yourself out there and to deal with the haters and criticism that are going to come your way, no matter how positive your message is. I have a very positive message and I get hater stuff every once in a while. Just I accept that. Right. But if you don't have high self-esteem, you're either not going to get started or you're going to quit at the first criticism. I'm actually... I'm actually doing a rebrand in about a month or so. Not going to affect the show at all. But I'm only going to be teaching Money Mind Academy in January. And so the rest of the year, I'm going to be teaching another program or course specifically for internet entrepreneurs to help them to overcome their mindset blocks around being seen and being heard and making money and making sales and doing marketing and having the impact that they really want to have in the world. And one of the things that I teach in that course, as well as in Money Mind Academy, is self-esteem. Gary Vaynerchuk is successful because he has high self-esteem. Gary Vaynerchuk is successful because his parents instilled him with high self-esteem. So you can complain to Gary about him using the F word and Gary Vaynerchuk does not care because he's not emotionally fragile, right? He's like, whatever, I'm the best in the world and that's not a bad thing. Like I just believe in myself. People tend to not believe in themselves. That's why they never get started or they never finish. But when you believe in yourself and you have that self-esteem, like nobody can mess with you. You're willing to go out there and be seen and be heard and to share your message with the world. But without the self-esteem, it's almost impossible to do that. And the cool thing about self-esteem is it can be learned. I used to have terrible self-esteem. I have pretty high self-esteem now. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to do this show. And he also talks about regret. Because there are a lot of people listening to the show right now who are going to get to the end of their lives with lots of regret about the things that they should have done, but they didn't do because you cared too much about what somebody was going to think or say about you. That's a bad way to go. Like I plead with you to not go that way. 
to not go with that much regret. Because if you don't take that step, if you don't jump, that's where you're headed. And I want more from you. I believe in you and I want you to do it. I want to see your message. I want to hear you. I want to see you and not just me, but a lot of other people want to hear you and see you as well. Because there's a solution to a problem that you have and a lot of people are looking for, but they can't find it because you're not there. And again, that requires you being there for them, not committing to regrets, which you're kind of doing. And it's about you building your self-esteem because self-esteem can be learned. Here's Gary. So let's, let's talk about another thing and then we'll open it up for Q&A. Um, you guys hear this from me, but I'm gonna keep pounding it because I never wanna ever let you waver from it. It's just about attention, right? Attention is the game. Like what you, whatever you're trying to achieve, if you're trying to raise money for a nonprofit, if you're just trying to help your mom out at home with another hundred bucks each month, or if you're trying to go for it all, right? Yachts and planes, materialistically or all-time legacy, it's all going to be the same game. Can you understand where people are paying attention that is underpriced? I understand that. You guys understand that intuitively. It's why you're sitting here. The underpriced attention in our society is on YouTube, it's on Snapchat, and right now more than ever, it's on Instagram, right? And so once you understand that, and again, you take it for granted, what you don't understand as I look at these young pretty faces, is it comes natural to you to understand where everybody's trading and spending time, but the world isn't acting on that. My friends, if the biggest companies in the world understood what was actually happening, Nike and Adidas, those fuckers downstairs, they'd be spending 70% of their money on Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube, and it's not even close. They'd be dropping product on everybody just for the free exposure of your 7,000 fans because it'd be worth it. So please do not get it twisted. Do not get confused. You were ahead of the game, theoretically, strategically. Now what you got to figure out is two core things that everybody fucks up. First of all, the shit you put out on those places needs to be for people, not for yourself. The shit that you put out on these platforms, everybody's self-promoting. Everybody's trying to get more followers. Everybody's trying to sell something. The reason I wrote jab, 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 right hook was trying to make a very clear picture for you, like give, 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 and then ask. If you pay close attention to who's winning that doesn't have some disproportionate advantage, like they're already ridiculously famous and or they're so fucking attractive you can't stop looking, you know, as long as they don't have those two things, if you look at everybody else who's winning, they're giving in their content. They're giving in their content. And... They understand. Let me give you something small because I know you guys pay attention. Why did I put that red bar at the bottom of my videos? Because I'm testing shit. I'm trying to figure out how to bring value. Like I learned, you know, when, you know, I don't know how nerdy you guys get, but like Medium. How many people know Medium, the blog post the platform? Cool. You know what they did that fucking like blew my mind? They told you how long the article was to read. It's happened like three, four years ago, right? You've started seeing it in other places. I do it on my blog because of it. It says three-minute read, two-minute read, four-minute read. It was crazy. It seemed so simple, but it was so valuable because time is the most valuable thing. And so I'm always trying new things. If I can recommend anything for you, one thing that I've noticed is that everybody gets into the same patterns with their content. Like if you're a good photographer, you're just taking fly-ass photos and it might be the skyline or the beach or a piece of fucking fruit, but it's the same fly-ass photo, 
right? If you look at my account right now, I'm mixing it up. It's my normal shit, like the motivational shit that I get excited about. It's the video clips that I get excited about, but I'm trying to integrate more pictures too now. Like you've got to break up your cadence because you never know. And then more importantly, within it, you need to try shit. And so the red bar is just trying shit because I knew that you'd know how long the video was or, and you know, like meme videos, the white borders and the white, like, like somebody, like I love when I say this and people are like, oh shit, that's true. Somebody did that first. There's some person's like, fuck it, this is how I'm gonna put out the video, right? Or the picture, like there is a human that did that first. I, I implore you to strive to be more creative with your content and be the first to do it this way or that way because if God forbid, AKA please God, if it pops, you can trade just on that legacy. Like if I was walking right now, it's like, yo, yo, I'm the dude that came up with the, yo, I'm the girl that came up with the meme. I'd be like, oh shit, let's hang. Like how'd you do, like it's unbelievable. And to me, it all comes down to the context of all this, which is this is just all culture. And what's amazing about culture right now is it can come from any angle. I'm old. At 42, growing up with hip hop the way I did, you had to be hard. Like, like if you go read, some of you are youngsters, you haven't read the history. A lot of rappers made shit up, like that they came from a different place than they actually came from. Because if you weren't like hood, and if you weren't fucking hard, you had no shot. Now, the fact that all of you could just like legitimately be who you wanna be, like that's what everything fucking completely collided into each other. All the different cultures that I grew up with and definitely the people before me that were separate, all that shit is fucking just colliding into each other in fashion, in the music, in the food, in the way we roll. And that's such a positive, that's incredible what the interaction and the intersection is. And so I'm just watching it and it's super interesting to me. And I think the biggest thing that I want to get out of this talk is to encourage you to take chances. Too many of you are playing it safe. Too many of you are worried about what other people think and what people are gonna think and what your crew is gonna think. And you've got ideas. Like I sit here and I look at all of you, I can just see the ideas. You got thoughts, you got ideas, you have intuition of what would work if you're asking me why me or other people have won, is we didn't give a fuck what you thought about our thoughts, we just did it, and we fucking let it play out. That's it. That is facts, man. Like the people that break through are the ones who just had a little more courage. They either had what I had, which is a mom that fucking put so much self-esteem in me that I just can't even think I'm not the best in the world. You know, I can't, she just did it. Others came up a different way, had different reasons. Maybe you're numb, maybe you fucking went the other way. Got beat up so much, you just fucking hit the bottom and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> like, got nothing else to lose, right? The video I posted yesterday on Instagram and the one that got like, Andy, it's like 20 million reach on Facebook, where I talk about just fucking fail on purpose, right? Like watching all of you guys interact with that, like, I kind of mean that. It's crazy for me that like, I remember, I'll tell you a story I've never told publicly. I went to the White House, Barack Obama invited like seven people to talk about like tech and communication and like what the fuck was going on. I remember I sat down, I'm in the Oval Office with Barack fucking Obama, right? And like the CMO of like Amex and Angela, who's now the CMO of Apple and like these gangster marketing people. And I remember sitting there and I walked in and I sat down and I'm sitting direct, like I'm sitting like directly from Barack. Oh, by the way, that was the best part. I called him Barack and everybody corrected me like Mr. President. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought somebody was gonna shoot me. Um, and, and actually in the slip of the way I called him Barack, that was the only thing I thought about on the Acela on the train back to New York the whole time, which is fuck it. 
I've been to the tippy top of a human being. This is the man that runs shit, period, free world. I felt better. And so that's what I want for everybody. Just that feeling where no matter where you are, you just don't care. You really don't. And I know that's hard. And honestly, if you ask me what I'm doing with my content right now, I'm trying to be your shield. I'm trying to make you jump. And if you fail, you just point to me and be like, Gary told me, you know, like, he's the reason I fucked up. He tricked me. He's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what you do. Because I know if you'll jump, it's going to feel a lot better. Because it's regret. The reason I keep telling you guys to go to a nursing home is I want you to get face-to-face with somebody who's not your grandparent that has regret coming through their face. And that's what's happening in old person homes. They have regret. I'm telling you right now, they have regret. Like, even if you, li- like, I feel already like I can go now and I did good, but I'll still have tons of regret. I'm like, what if, and this, and fuck, I should have bought, I could have bought the Jets if I stayed alive, you know, like, like, just random shit. Like, I'm trying to get people closer to regret because when regret scares you, when, like, you see regret like a horror movie and it shakes you to your core, you bounce back the other way and you start doing shit because you realize how ridiculous it is that you're not doing stuff because your homie might think it's stupid or because your older brother had better grades than you, or because your mom told you you were never going to be anybody. And so that's where I'm at. That's where my headspace is at. I'm trying to hack attention. I'm trying to understand and synthesize culture. But most of all, it doesn't matter if you're wearing a Supreme backpack or some Yeezy sneakers or this and that. The thing that's true is like six, seven things in life. All this other stuff is disguising. All this other stuff is like fulfilling insecurities, all this other stuff is you expressing yourself to the world of who you are. Most of you are wearing everything you're wearing right now as a quick, quick interaction with everybody else to try to tell everybody who you are, the way you wear your hair. Man's wearing a cap hoodie, right? He's trying to say something. Like, that's what we're doing. And the hair that you've got, you know? Beautiful, by the way. And so, like, we're trying to, like, say something about who we are real quick. And that's why I love and fuck with fashion. Not like I don't love fashion, but I love what it does for us. It helps those of you who don't communicate like I do, communicate. I just want to make sure you're using it to communicate, not close some insecurities that you have and you want to fit in. And that's what I love so much about what's happening now is it feels like blank canvas. It feels like, you know what's crazy right now? is if you've got any kind of audience and you got just a little bit of confidence, you could do anything. If you take the 100 people that have the most confidence downstairs, if they walked in here with an umbrella as a hat, in the first 10 minutes, everybody would be like, what the fuck? And an hour later, people would be like, where do I get that umbrella? And I'm fascinated by that. All right, that was Gary Vaynerchuk. His website is GaryVaynerchuk.com. I'll give you the rest of the info in just a minute, but I forgot something. I'm super talkative this week. I've been on staycation all week, just not talking to enough people or something. So you're just, you're getting this this week, right? Um, While I was talking so much on the front end of this clip, I forgot to tell you about book club. Book club enrollment is open. I got to tell you something real quick though, because about four months ago, I go to the bookstore, maybe it's three months ago, whatever. I go to the bookstore, like sometimes I feel compelled to go to the bookstore for some weird reason. And I see this book by just a random author I've never heard of before. And I kind of, you know, flip through it a little bit. And I was like, oh, self-efficacy. All right, cool. All right, okay, well, I'll take it. Anxiety. All right, I'll take it home. So I'm going to keep it real. Like normally when I buy a book, 
it'll sit on my shelf for probably three or four months before I actually open it up. Right. And I started reading this one immediately, though. And I tell you, it is the best personal development book I've ever read in my whole entire life. And that is that is no hyperbole. That is just real deal. If you are having a hard time changing, if every time you change, like you kind of just fall back to the same stuff, you got to read this book. And I want you to read it with us because you're going to get so much insight into why things are the way that they are and also how you can change and become the person that you want to be, the person you really want to be. Now, the book is called How We Change. Let me grab it here. It's dark in here. I can barely see it. I, I, I record these in the dark, which is kind of weird, but it's just the truth. But it's called How We Change and 10 Reasons Why We Don't. There are 10 very reasonable, logical reasons why you don't change. Your brain wants your life to stay the same. Your brain is addicted to something called sameness. And when you learn why you're not changing, these 10 reasons why you're not changing, it's just like life opens up for you and it just makes so much sense. And you go, oh my gosh, you just have this awareness that you didn't have before. And what you also have is a choice. You get to choose. Okay, now that I know what change is all about, I can choose it and go through it or I can be like, no, I'm good and just stay the same. And there's power in that choice. So even if you don't join the book club and it's only seven bucks, get into the book club. It's incredible. Members say it's life changing. They make new friends who they actually connect with and they read books together. And we all hang out every Wednesday evening, five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time. We start uh, discussing this particular book, How We Change, next Wednesday, April 28th on Zoom. Again, it's seven bucks. Get the book. We don't, I don't pay for the book. You got to go buy your own book, but get the book. And if there's just any time for you to get into the book club, like it is now, because this is the one where you look back on 2021. You're like, what was one of the best things I did? You're like, I joined the book club. I read this book with Sean and the book club gang. And like, I don't see my life the same anymore. And that's not a sales pitch. That's just real talk right there. So go to QODbookclub.com, QODbookclub.com. Get signed up. Again, seven bucks your first month. Then it goes to 29 and you're going to love it. And we can't wait. We can't wait to welcome you there. We can't wait to learn more about you. And again, it's dope. The book is dope. QODbookclub.com. Hey, if you want to watch today's uh, clip on YouTube, it is called Culture and Attention Complex Con Keynote 2017. Also, when you join the book club, your $7 a month doesn't actually start until next Wednesday when we start discussing the book. And so if you join today, don't worry. Your 30 days doesn't start then. It starts when we start the book. All right, I'm out of here. I will see you tomorrow with Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's on the show. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.